Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, you already know what time it is. It's that official time when we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's a mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And we are live and living color, ladies and gentlemen, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. This is episode 286. We are live on the Pancakes and Power Slam show, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. We are now. We have so much to cover, ladies and gentlemen. We, I am Chris Featherstone. We had so much to cover today. I didn't even say my name. But you know, it's 286 episodes. Of course, you know who I am. I am Chris Featherstone. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and join the Facebook fan page, Crave wrestling ladies and gentlemen we have for the q a today i am really 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 excited i am really really excited to speak to this person today as people join here on the live facebook page wrestlezone.com and of course all, all everybody listening on the blog talk radio um, uh, audio uh, part of the show, the audio uh, through Blog Talk Radio. Uh, people are just continuing <clears throat> to come in uh, as we speak. So we're going to line up some questions here through the WrestleZone.com Facebook page. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really, really excited. And if you're listening to this audio, if you're driving or something, I don't text while you're driving, but if you're <laughs> at a red light or if you pulled off or are listening to the audio section, do the hashtag of Pan Slams, hashtag Pan Slams, P-A-N-S-L-A-M-S, for uh, your questions and your comments as we go 
through the show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. He is, without further ado, the All-American, American, American, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Jack Swagger. How are you tonight, sir? My friend, my friend, I am excellent. I am uh, very happy to be here right now. It's uh, a little past my bedtime, so it's uh, going to be a very, very special night. <laughs> well, we told, we talked uh, earlier today. You said that you're going to get your uh, your cups of coffee, a cup or so of coffee, and uh, get yourself prepared for the uh, for the Q and A, man. So it looks like you're ready, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, don't call me old, all right? I'm just an early riser. I like to get my I like to taste blood very early in the morning and get that victory and start the day off right, you know. So, Absolutely. What time do you usually I'm wake here. up? Uh I'm on I'm on kid time. I'm on two year old kid time. So if I sleep till seven, that's sleeping in. Um a lot of times it's six, six thirty, we're making uh we're making coffee and we're uh <laughs> stumbling <Ooh>. about. <laughs> yeah. I know how it feels, man. I have uh have a five year old and I have a two year old as well and uh one on the way. So uh, I definitely well, know. Congratulations, know my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I understand, man. It's uh, <laughs> uh th- thankfully uh my wife and I have uh um trained, bed trained our, our uh two sons very 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 well uh so i i'm so thankful uh for that very very much but you know we got a newborn coming up so <laughs> you can't do too much training but we've been watching a lot of videos of um uh, people saying that uh they've got after about a month they got uh about five and a half hours of sleep through some some cool methods so i'm really excited about that that's really good news <laughs> oh, I'm just so glad to be out of that stage, my friend. I can only laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh while I cry, man. That's the type of world we live in. <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing personal, my friend. No, I understand, man. I, it's no problem at all. Uh, before we get into some questions, man, just let the listeners know what you're up to these days. Wow. Um, so really getting my feet wet on a, on a new territory, really. Um, I, I was very fortunate to have the career I had and to go into it right out of college. So this side of things is all very new and very exciting. And I can tell you what, I see a lot of opportunity. I see a lot of promotions. I see a lot of wrestlers understanding that this industry is growing it's more acceptable now than ever and i see a lot of people working together to do good business and to be a part of this growth and i it really caught me uh by surprise and so uh man right now i'm trying to wrestle anywhere i can and be a part of that growth and um you know there's life outside. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, you were just a part of the show last weekend, weren't you? Yep, I, w- I wrestled with uh, WAW over there in Norwich, uh, UK. And, man, I can't tell you, 
their production value on their TV show is it, it's incredible. It looks it looks like a multi million dollar company um, producing the show, and uh, they're one of the companies. They got a little boost from uh, you know from the movie coming out about them, and just like they're old school and sticking to what who they are and knowing their fans and they've really been one of the companies over there that's on the rise. Yeah. You said this is in the UK. What part? It was in Norwich, uh, Norwich, England. Okay. W-A-W. Awesome. Any more dates coming up soon? Uh, yeah. Uh, this, uh, Friday I'll be in, uh, at Limitless, uh, wrestling in Maine and then championship wrestling from Hollywood uh, on nice. Saturday. Yeah. Um, big APW date, October 7th in uh, San Fran. And I think we're going to be following back up at the Cow Palace in November. So uh, that one uh, has a big star bite on my calendar. And yeah. uh, of course, I think there's some big House of Hardcore show coming up in uh, November that I'm trying to trying to get on. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's awesome, man. So you said championship wrestling from Hollywood, which is uh, which is awesome. Uh, one of the people who came from there was uh, Sean Ricker, aka uh, Eli Drake, who's now the uh, Impact Wrestling GFW, whatever you want to call him, uh, uh, global champion, world champion. There's so much going on with uh, with GFW nowadays. What are your overall thoughts on uh, on GFW? Well, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel. Um, uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Jeff Jarrett. And I know, like, those two guys work together well. And so I I, I think with the company that bought, um, you know, bought TNA or whatever you want to call them, they know, they understand TV, and I think those two guys understand pro wrestling. And so... I think if we give them time, um, they're going to have a very good product and it's going to be different from anything that you've seen from them in the past. And hopefully you can stop associating it with that past product. Mm, Um, I'm just such a big fan of Dutch Mantel. I put riding with him in a car for two years straight up there Mm -hmm. with winning a world heavyweight championship. Uh, the man is unbelievable. It's, uh, I I really think he can do anything, and uh, when it comes to pro wrestling, he has a very special gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dutch Mantel was formerly known as Zeb Coulter uh, in the WWE, and of course, he managed uh, he managed Swagger. Um, you know, during the We the People spa- uh, stage. So we got some questions coming in. Uh, Peter asks. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the Glenn Beck situation uh, about his comments during the, uh, you know, we, the people when, you know, during that uh, stage when he, uh, speaking of Zeb Coulter, uh, his remarks, and then, uh, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on just uh, Glenn Beck's uh, uh, comments on that gimmick? I mean, I thought, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it, to, for a wrestling angle to, 
uh, get traction on the main stage like that. I'm not saying Glenn Beck is main stage, but it got traction on the main stage. Uh, us doing what was essentially a tea party angle. Uh, and then Mr. Beck got very upset for us, you know, taking a jab at his party. Um, and it was, it was, it was interesting. I thought because he got so emotional about it and then wouldn't talk about it. So it was kind of like he was embarrassed that he got so emotional Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think one of the greatest things that, you know, came out of We The People was that that promo that Deb and I did um, where we were behind the green screen and then halfway through the promo, we cut the green screen off and we talked directly yes. to Mr. Beck and told him, this is what you call a wrestling promo. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just cool to be on that side of it where, we, you know, you got to pull back the curtain in a special way and have it on a special stage. And I think, I think that kind of embarrassed him and then, you know, led to him not wanting to talk about it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions coming in here. Uh, uh, Lewis asked, lay on uh, would, what's that? I said, lay them on me. Absolutely. Uh, so Lewis asks, uh, would you consider Lucha Underground? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, I want to wrestle everywhere. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, their product. And I'm a big fan of the vignettes and the promos they do. They have a different feel about them. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they got certain Hollywood uh, factors that influence their production. And you can definitely see that in their product, and, and it's cool. Um, so uh, I know Chris DeJoseph very well, and uh, we have spoken about it. And so I would definitely think about going there. And uh, you know, if I have to wrestle, if I have to wrestle under a mask, you know, I might do it. Yeah. So Jack Swagger under a mask. That would be uh, very interesting. You're what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yep, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So a 6'6", six, six, <laughs> uh, <laughs> former Matt wrestler uh, <laughs> under a mask would be a very, very interesting thing. So they they have, um, of course, Mil Mortez, but uh, he's he's about 6'1", or so, 6'1". Six six and then they have... Um, uh, the guys, the guys, his name is just losing me. I'm sure someone from WrestleZone uh, remember his name. I, it'll, it'll probably come back up. Um, he was Lucha Underground champion for a while. He came like in the jumpsuit, like in the green jumpsuit, and uh, he was um, he was like the commissioner's uh, henchman. He came with him. I don't remember his name, but um, uh, he he's he's he was he was a uh, big guy real real big guy well i think he was still smaller than six six uh so yeah very very interesting stuff uh i think that uh like how would you real quick how would you create like what would your gimmick be if 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 you could pitch something to chris and chris said hey here's a meeting right now give me your gimmick what do you want go ahead and pitch it what would it be uh with jack swagger under a mask 
Jack Swagger um, under a mask. Pretty cool. Uh, let's see. It would definitely have to be uh, something about, um, you know, it's very obvious that it is Jack Swagger, but of course we're gonna we're gonna hide the facts. So it'll, it'll have a little bit of comedy to it, and mm-hmm. maybe we can like have a new side uh, to the character, a new angle to him or whatnot. Um, you put me on the spot here. I mean, does it eventually end in the mask being revealed and it's swagger, but then you pull that mask off and it's, uh, you know, Johnny Mundo? Who knows? I think uh, there's, uh, a, there there's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> there you go. Have a yeah, ending to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, very interesting. So every so every time I think about just the the, the comedy part uh, of the mini mask, um, and you know who it is, uh, the first the one of the first people I think of, actually the first person I thought about, was uh, Giant Machine, uh, aka Andre the Giant, when he was part of the Machines, and you know back in the early '80s and mid '80s, and and they knew who he was. You know, uh, Jack Tunney, if it's Andre the Giant, he's suspended. <laughs> he would always, when he was feuding with Bobby Heenan, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, before we get into these questions, uh, just what are your thoughts on uh, on Bobby Heenan and some of your fondest memories? Man, um, well, I, I, could, I, I consider myself uh, very fortunate to have met Bobby and have talked with him a little bit about our industry and, you know, his thoughts on certain things. Uh, I mean, he's one of those once-in-a-lifetime characters that when it comes to pro wrestling and you say that everything that is old becomes new again, uh you, you'll never replace uh, Bobby Heenan. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of that time era, everything seems more special to wrestling mm-hmm. fans today, I feel like. But regardless of that, uh, his impact and the way that he made managers and the the changes that he made – uh, in this industry, it, it's really impressive, and so it's it's a sad day for wrestling fans. But yeah. when anyone passes, I always feel like they're in a better place, mm-hmm. and um, that's just the way I choose to look at it. And so, let's not mourn him. Let's remember. Let's remember the. Let's let's celebrate him. You know, let's mm-hmm. celebrate the great that he did and the happiness that he brought into our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Terrence asks, "Would you face Brock Lesnar?" Uh, absolutely. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, that's a good, right. <laughs> that's a better question. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, both, uh, you know, both NTA stars, both uh, world champions, former WWE world champions, Brock Lesnar, current oh, is he, champion. Is he talking about in a pro wrestling ring, or what? What type of ring are we talking about? 
It says, would you face Brock Lesnar? That was uh, that was as simple as that. Would you? Um, yes. Yes. I, I mean, would NCAA face Brock or, Lesnar yeah. in a dance off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I, that would be money to see. That's for sure. Uh, you versus Brock in a dance off that would break a bunch of kayfabe. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, there was a point in t- your you know point in time in your career where you know you were at the top. You know, you were world champ, and uh, you know that was uh, that would that would have been a very very marketable match. Uh, Jordan asks uh, if you were around the nineteen seventy nineteen eighties. You being from Oklahoma, would you have wanted to work for Bill Watts and Mid-South Wrestling? If you would have, how would have you have dealt with the riots in Tulsa at the fairgrounds? Um, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the riots at the fairgrounds. Um, I do know Bill, and uh, I would have loved to work for him. And I would have loved to have wrestled against guys like Danny Hodge and Jack mm-hmm. Briscoe and Jerry Briscoe, um, Junkyard Dog. Um, man, that would that would have been cool. I always wonder if I was born in a, in, a, in the wrong uh, decade. <laughs> well, you and I were born in the in the same decade. Me a few years before you, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, I don't regret. Uh, being born, you know, being an '80s baby, but uh, I almost almost made it, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, not not quite. But uh, a lot of when I was born, a lot of things from the '70s were, um, you know, were, were were still around. So uh, you know, Mid South and and all of those, they were still you know booming, world class, especially world class. That's for sure in Texas. Um, Steve asks, how did it feel to have Jimmy Golden play his dad in that angle? Oh, man. That was a, that was a very fun angle. It was a very special angle. And so uh, to have Jimmy Golden be a part of that, it, it, it was an honor. Uh, the man has decades of experience and had a great career Uh before he was ever Jack Swagger's dad. But, you know, anytime you can put someone in a wheelchair and a neck brace and wheel them about as a human shield, I think you're doing something right in pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, of course, Jimmy Golden has some legendary, um, you know, uh, credentials with him. Of course, with, uh, you know, uh, Continental, with uh, WCW, uh, you know, Bunkhouse Buck. Uh, for people who uh, didn't was trying to figure out who he was, <laughs> he was Bunkhouse Buck uh, uh, for for WWE with uh, Robert Fuller, who was Colonel Robert Parker. Uh, so yeah, very interesting. The 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 uh, the stable, the um, uh, the stud stable, or or the uh, they one of them. This was some stable they were in the uh, mid nineties. Uh, the Martin acts, would you go back to WWE if they called or are you past that? I mean, I don't think anybody in the industry of pro wrestling has ever passed that. Um, for me right now, I me being on my exit very freshly. It's, uh, it's not really something I'm thinking about. Um, 
I want to focus on wrestling in other markets and learning other styles and other crowds and uh, growing as a pro wrestler. Like I said earlier, I was fortunate to go right to the company, but that's the only style I've known. So there's a lot of exciting uh, pro wrestling out there, and I, I want to be a part of it and adapt to it. And if you ask anybody in the business, it's a journey. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a roller coaster. So you got to ride the ups and downs, and you got to grow with it and not stop learning. And honestly, if I can be honest, I want to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I <laughs> think towards the, end, uh, towards the end of my run at WWE, um, I, I stopped trying to learn, and mm. I, got, I got frustrated with uh, other things that I shouldn't have been focusing on. And so now it, it's very exciting, and I definitely have a chip on my shoulder, so I'm mm. ready to prove. Yeah. Uh, Terrence uh, clarifies in another another comment. He said UFC. So would you fight? Uh, would you face Brock Lesnar in UFC? Well, as me being a pro wrestler in a big company for eleven plus years, I got a nice amount of exposure. And as the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight proved, combat sports is at an all-time high in popularity. Um, So it it would make sense for for me to accept that fight. And um, not something to go in too lightly, not something to take away from any MMA fighters, because that is like the combination of all mixed martial arts and a lot of disciplines in there. Uh, I'm, I'm just an... A good amateur wrestler, but there's jujitsu, there's kickboxing, there's Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many aspects that you have to be good at to to step in that octagon. So it wouldn't be something I take lightly. But at this point in time, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> uh, listeners coming back from uh, a suspension. suspension. I think it's over in December. Yeah. <laughs> You know, John Jones hey. was uh, the, the the person, oh, the public enemy number one, but uh, he screwed up again, unfortunately. So, let's just looking for a UFC opponent. Opponent. So, uh, you know, your people talk to his people and uh, make it happen. Yeah, it, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's 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 that's a crazy roller coaster with that John Jones story. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe because he looked, he looked, on the night of the fight, he looked like he really, I don't know, just was a different person and yeah. had grown. So it's hard for me to believe. I wonder I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. I mean, you know, he, he oh, man, that was so much money lost uh, from him because of that. I mean, if it's legit, you know, and if it's a really, if it's a violation that he orchestrated and is fully responsible for, uh, that definitely was not a good idea because there was a lot of money left on the table, uh, that he missed out on because of that, uh, with the Brock Lesnar, uh, potential fight. All right. We got a few more left. Uh, who influenced you the most in the wrestling industry? Um, there's not one person. I, I was 
very, very lucky uh, when I was going through the, the developmental process. I got to go through all three of them. I was at Deep South with Bill DeMott. I was at OVW with Danny Davis and Al Snow and Robert Gibson and Dr. Death. I was at SCW with with uh, Dream, Steve Kern, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Norman Smiley. I mean, Hall of Famers. So I was very, very fortunate. Um, and then even when I came up on ECW, I had guys like Tommy Dreamer, uh, Matt Hardy, uh, Christian, Sid Finley, who I, I who not only helped me mentally backstage, but also I got to work with in the ring. And yeah. so it, it, I was very lucky, and I, I can't say enough about what those guys did to help me. And then, you know, later on in my career, Ray Mysterio, uh, Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto has been in the business 30-plus years with the company. That guy is one of my best friends and still to this day one of the best refs in the business. Hmm. Very good. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Christopher asks, uh, what role was better to play, heel or face? Uh, you know, it, it's funny. It, it's easier to be a heel in pro wrestling, it's easier to make people boo you than for them to genuinely care about you and want you to win. Um, so having people boo you, it's a fun thing. I'm not going to deny it, you know, especially when you have real heat. Um, but then maybe I'm vain. I, I, I like the cheers more, I guess, and having them root for me to come, come from behind. So, I didn't think I was I was gonna like playing babyface when it happened with the Rusev angle, but uh, after it happened, I I really took to it, and it was cool to see the transformation of we the people start as that political angle as we talked about, and really have the people take it as their own, and it's yeah, not it really mine anymore. Yeah, exactly, and it's like. It's an American people movement, but it's also a British person movement. It's an Australian. It's an it's a Chinese. It, our fans have taken that and made it their own, and it's no longer some kind of American political uh, agenda. So that's one of the best things about pro wrestling is the fans take what they like, and it turns, and you can't control it because mm-hmm. it's what they want. And yep. uh, I'm just very honored to be a part of it. Absolutely. All right, a couple more questions, and we'll put a lid on it here. Uh, Gary asks, uh, who is your favorite wrestler and why in your dream match? Uh, my favorite wrestler by far is Antonio Cesaro. That guy is amazing. He can do anything. Uh, one of the greatest things that happened in my career was being able to tag with him. Um, especially at that time in his career when he was just on fire and mm-hmm. anything he did was just electric. And still what he does today is electric. And I I really hope to see him get a, a single titles push because the man just puts on amazing matches. Uh, as far as my dream as far as my dream match, I would say uh me versus Kurt Angle. 
Uh, of course. He, yeah. he, he was one of the main reasons why I got into the business. And yeah. I, I love his style. I love watching what he does. Um, I'll have to bring my, pro, uh, my promo game up a little bit to step into that storyline, but we can do it. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. It'll be a great match to see, that's for sure. All right, last one. Uh, we've got to put a little on here. Uh, Craig asks, uh, do you think um, – okay, two-part question. Were you upset about the breakup with you and Cesaro? And then speaking of breakups, do you think Enzo and Kaz broke up too soon, too soon like you and Cesaro? <laughs> um, yeah, yes, I was upset when the Real Americans were broke apart. Um, don't really understand why, but it's not my company, so it's not really my place. Just do what yeah. I'm told and collect the paycheck. Um, we definitely were broke up too soon, though. We had just become like we had switched from ba- uh, from heels to baby faces, and a lot of that had to do with Cesaro. A lot of that had to do with Zeb Coulter, and we had a we had a special dynamic with the three of us. And when you pull one dynamic out of the group, it, it could change everything. So, um, yeah, they're upset about that. Are we the the best tag team to never win the title? Maybe, but it's not for me to say. And then for the <laughs> second question, uh, cast and who? Enzo. Enzo Ooh. Amore. Enzo Amore and Big Cass, the tag team. That they were a tag team, but they're in it in Yeah, NXT I know Cass. Who's the other guy? Enzo Amore. The how you doing? The the uh the, the loud mouth. No, I don't know him. Hmm. He wasn't there uh <laughs> while you were there? They were in NXT, I believe. <laughs> nah, man, I don't know him. I know Cass. Cass is good, man. The better guy. I don't know him. Yeah, he was his uh, teammate uh, in NXT, uh, and then they moved up to the main roster. Um, yeah, <laughs> very interesting. Uh, all right, man. Uh, again, let everyone know uh, some dates that you have uh, before we uh, end this Q and A, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah, if you want to find out where Jack Swagger is wrestling, hit me up on uh, Twitter. Um, uh, that's my main source of advertising right now. Um, lots of big dates. Limitless this uh, Friday in Maine. Championship ho- Wrestling from Hollywood Saturday. APW October 7th. Uh, you guys can find me anywhere. I'm going to start getting better at posting all this stuff on, on our website, which is coming to you live and being published as we speak, lfrlife.com. Nice. Um, and your Twitter handle for the listeners? Real Jack Swagger. The real uh, American, American, American. Uh, why why do you do that three time. times again? Four times? Well, American, 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 American. Why four times? It, you can't stop. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you've got to keep saying it, my friend. <laughs> nice. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. At Real Jack Swagger, he is the real American, 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 American Jack Swagger. Appreciate your time, man. 
Hey, this is a lot of fun, Chris. Thank you, my friend. Let's do it again. My pleasure. My pleasure. Get some rest. <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the real American, 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 Jack Swagger. Appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, we're, we got a lot to talk about, but uh, we got another special guest coming up on the show uh, further towards the end. We're going to talk about No Mercy 2008 and 2016. And for 2016, we're going to have someone come on the show who was on the new the No Mercy 2016 card. Who could that be? Well, you have to wait and find out. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we got the man co-host. Without further ado, Evan Tech Proud under the Matt Radio. How are you tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. Really. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, great uh, uh, Q&A by the real American, 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 oh, American. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We got so much to talk about. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. All right, man. We talked a little bit about Bobby Heenan with uh, Jack Swagger. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he's, he's, he's been struggling for at least a dozen years. He had throat cancer. I believe it was 2004 that he uh, went public on the, the, the throat cancer. And since then, it's just really tough, just uh, just a frail shell of himself uh, for a number of years. Um, you know, a lot of people weren't happy in the WWE as far as just the um, lack of help, but you know, in all fairness, WWE can't help every single person that uh, has ever stepped foot in with their company. Um, but you know, it's just uh, he, he's had a lot of support uh, throughout the throughout the years. I mean, he to me is the greatest manager of all time, hands down. Uh, many yeah, Hall of Famers, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the world champions, Andre the Giant, uh, Nick Bockwinkle in AWA, of course, Ric Flair, uh, Hall of Famers, Big John Studd. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, you have uh, Brain Busters, uh, Rick Rude, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh, man, just so many people. So many Hall of Famers, so many World Champions, so many Intercontinental Champions, Mr. Perfect. Uh, just so many people um, that he just was uh, instrumental in as far as just making someone special. And, of course, just uh, after he became a manager, it wasn't he wasn't done. Uh, he became just one of the funniest commentators, uh, probably the best heel the commentator best. of all time, uh, and just incredible, absolutely incredible. Speaking of best heel commentator, uh, let's take your thoughts on that, Evan. And I got a special clip to pr- play for us after that. Um, well, Heenan, Heenan, just uh, we we both share a lot with the goats, Heenan. The man's my time favorite, greatest manager of all time, one of the best sales commentators of all time. I mean, it, like I said on my show earlier, and I named my show, my, my episode, my episode for today, I should say tonight rather, was titled, um, you know, uh, A Friend in Need is a Pest. And that was a famous quote from Bobby Heenan. And <laughs> Heenan was just great, him and Bob Winkle. Uh, him and Rude doing the Warrior, uh, the Warrior feud. Him and Andre and how cool the Colossal Connection, Brain Busters. His commentary, commentating days with Gorilla Monsoon was just classic. Him and Tony Schiavone, 
and, and he did so much. And like uh, one of the boys mentioned before, was it's kind of like life. Life played a cruel joke on Heenan because mm. Heenan was known for his voice. Every you can't, no one's ever said a bad thing about Bobby Heenan. And yeah. then he gets throat cancer, and then he can't talk. You know, and can't and you can't say anything. And this was, you know, I've seen the pictures. Uh, I'm sure you have. I've, I've seen him in person, and it just oh, yeah. breaks my heart because that was one one free person on the list that I would have loved to talk to. Yeah. Um, so he he's mm-hmm. gonna be missed, man. Is you know, I feel bad just uh just like when Savage got word about Savage and Dusty. I mean, Pi- Piper hit me, but Savage and Dusty was always my one of my favorites, and so was he. Yeah, yeah, and, and, Dusty for me. Yeah, and, and I knew uh I knew his days was numbered, and and you know my mom, you know who who passed away now for two months. My mom loved him too, so he was mm. her favorite. <laughs> was her favorite as well, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just one of the greatest of all time. I mean, just the the greatest manager of all time. So without further ado, let's get let's 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 turn this around a little bit. Get get uh, some some jovial, some 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 pleasant, some some fun, some exciting, some vintage nostalgic thoughts of Bobby the Brain Heenan. One of the best lines he's ever said. Enjoy. It's not a kill, it's a skirt. <laughs> Man, awesome, awesome, awesome vintage stuff. Yeah, that was a uh, that, that that was classic, you know. You know, their their comment was great. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorites. No, I, I remember the, the Rumble '92. Uh, you know, he was like, "It's not fair to flare. It's not fair to flare," and you yeah. know, and. Uh, one of my favorites was Survivor Series, and he kept getting on Steve Hart. Uh, yeah. Survivor Series ninety was ninety two when the Heart of Hearts. Uh, sorry, Bruce, and I'm good friends with Bruce Hart. I know Bruce was gonna beat me up. I forgot what year it was, but uh, his WCW days. Real quick, favorite one of the favorite uh, Heenan moments. Uh, see, you can go back to this uh, Southern Stone Super Bra Super Bra Eight. Um. Dusty, of course, turns, you know, he becomes part of the NWO. So Tony Schiavone, of course, is just like, I just can't believe it. You know, I grew up with, with Dusty, and Dusty's former champion, and I just can't believe it. He said, our kids, our kids played together at the school. He's all serious. And he then says real quick, well, what will be playing tomorrow, Tony? It is a <laughs> classic Heenan. And that is that is so wrong, but it's Heenan because he need to answer. But you know, Heenan being a heel, right? Shivani is just so broken. Like our kids just played together at the school, and you know, Dusty Rose, we grew up together and all wise with each other. And yeah. Heenan was thought to be, well, what are we playing tomorrow, Tony? And it was like, oh, that's just so. <laughs> yeah. so like, yeah, there was, there was he, so many. When he when so he did many, the Bobby man. Heenan show and he was you know he said that the the, the lady was talking about how her fur was kind of like 
<laughs> not very good or getting uh, dull or getting uh, something. It's just like, don't worry about it. He's like, don't worry about it. You are too. And it was just hilarious. Telling uh, people to the parents to run away. But yeah, so many memories. I mean, of course, you, if you have the network, yeah. YouTube, anything, you can look them up. All right, we got to zoom past the rest of them. Jim Cornette done with GFW. The GFW name no longer being used in promotional material. Of course, there's not, it's not a direct connect between the reason why GFW uh, material is not being used and uh, Jim Cornette. But uh, from from the reports, there there's no heat between Cornette and, and GFW. There's you know of course uh, there the, Cornette came to the GFW because. Um, of Jeff Jarrett to do him a favor because for many, many, many years, uh, Cornette was actually talking uh, very ill of GFW. Couldn't stand yeah. working with Russo. Couldn't stand working with Dixie Carter. Uh, so he he did not work. He did not not like working for Impact Wrestling. Uh, GFW was uh, apparently a new leaf for some people. I mean, we saw some returns. We saw you know Matt Morgan come back for a hiccup. We saw. Um, of course, Magnus come back. I've had him. I had him on my show to talk about his uh, time uh, coming back for GFW. Uh, so we, you know, we had some. Uh, we still, you know, LAX came in a different fashion. Loki came back. Sanjay Dutt. So there were some returns, you know, when Jared came back. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, there's some personal issues going on with Jared right now. Uh, he was uh, kind of forced to have temporary leave from Anthem. Uh, it was unbeknownst to him, unfortunately, but uh, definitely our, our prayers are with uh, Jeff Jarrett as far as his uh, recovery is concerned from from his personal issues. Uh, but, yeah. you know, uh, apparently Cornette had some trouble in Toronto uh, from back in his manager days. Uh, record was ran back in 2010 and wasn't allowed to cross the border. So Balfour Glory is going to be in Toronto uh, in November, and of course Jim Cornette won't be there because of uh, the record. So because of that, uh, the next subsequent tapings, he's not going to be on there either. So, and of course now they're doing tapings now months on end, uh, just like hours of of tapings all in one set for months ahead. So. Uh, yeah. It's tough. I mean, you know, Jim Cornette wasn't, and then there's reports that uh, the, the creative department right now is Sanjay Dutt and uh, uh, Scott Demore. Um, and you know, Sanjay Dutt's been on this show a couple times and talked about the creative direction of uh, GFW. But you know, there nowadays there's reports that they want more in-ring action instead of authority figures. I actually thought the authority figures kind of brought a different element to GFW, Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call them, OWL. Because uh, if you get back to get back to exclusively the in-ring wrestling, I kind of I, I, it just kind of takes away the character yeah, aspect yeah. and just the identity of it just kind of kind of wallows. It just kind of yeah. you know what I mean. Just, it just it just kind yeah, of wallows away and just. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that they're they're not doing anything competitive right now. I mean, of course they can't compete with WWE, but you know, ROH is getting some headway as far as just the names they have and just all the talent that you know WWE's utilizing from from ROH. So I think it's one. Of, I mean, Lucha Underground, of course they tape 
you know, months and months ahead, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, tapings yeah. was from last year that's being shown. Season, this year. Right. Yeah, so, but you know, as Jack Swagger said, and as a lot of people say, it's a different element, it's a different type of animal that's you know people like. I, I enjoy. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, Matanza uh, Quero, um, I think that's his name, Matanza Matanza Quero, I believe. Just a uh, he came out with like some type of leather face type of mask and just um he was legit man he he looked like a really cool heel <laughs> and uh, it was it was really cool so you know it was really fun to watch i mean uh, yeah. it still is um uh as far as lucha underground is concerned so tna's got some competition nowadays and or impact wrestling i should say uh, and, you know, it's one of those things that if they don't do anything to really stand out and make themselves look uh, credible, uh, you know, more people, more people are just going to continue to, you know, just kind of lose. I think they're at still at 300,000, maybe a little under 300,000. Uh, they usually peak a little over 300,000 nowadays, which is, you know, not very impressive, unfortunately. But, you know, best wishes with them. Uh, Starcade returning on uh, eleven twenty-five. Um, yeah. The okay. Saturday after Survivor Series. So here's the here's the issue with them though. So it's not being promoted as a. Of course, it's not a pay per view because it's on a Saturday night. Uh, you know, less than a week following Survivor Series, the Saturday after Survivor Series, it's going to be in Greensboro. Greensboro broke the news as far as and it's funny because Greenbo, Greensboro both both broke the news and and gave a spoiler on the card for the night. It's a double, it's two still cage matches for that night. It's all SmackDown matches. The Hardy Boys from Raw is being scheduled to appear. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Steamboat's being uh, scheduled to appear as well. Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat's going to be there. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things. And the funny thing is uh, the, the stuff that I wrote on Russell's own, I've seen a couple other, you know, reports as well, uh, speculating that it was going to be, it, it's going to be a network special, uh, kind of like roadblock. That was the expectation. <laughs> How, you know, however, you know, WWE hasn't confirmed that yet. So it might not even be a network special. Now, that's the crazy part of it. People are, you know, <laughs> WWE is just kind of glorifying and promoting a house show in Greensboro this Saturday night. And if it's not even a network special, you got a house show being a, a straight up 100% house show being card Starcade. Now, to me, if it's not a network special like Roblox was back in May of 16. When uh, was it Ambrose and Triple H was uh, the main main event for the title? If it's not that, and it's just a straight up WWE live event called Starcade, no footage, nothing. I think that that's a rib, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. If if you're gonna promote it and you make a mention, I mean, why can't why not do? Making the network special. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's all SmackDown, which I guess is okay. I mean, I would kind of prefer this to be a joint pay per view, if you will call it a joint special. But, yeah. uh, you know, you, you bring in the, the very few 
NWA slash WCW guys that still can work, that still can, you know, be recognizable to, to the 4K fans today and, and the older fans like us. You know, why not Why not making the network? It's, it, to me, it's, it does, it's stupid if you want to make Starcade just a live event with no footage. I mean, it's yeah, a waste yeah. of time. Exactly. It would be just a waste of time, a waste of website space. Uh, John will get to that. Uh, he commented Cody was supposed to be invited to partake with Zach. That was actually our, another, our next headline. Uh, yeah, I mean, just it would just make, make no sense at all. Uh, absolutely no sense at all. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Cody and Brandy real quick. Brandy blasted talk about. I've had her on my show before. Uh, nice lady to me. I mean, you know, she she was all but nice. I mean, she was she was totally nice to me. I should say all but not nice. I should say. Um, very nice, very friendly to me. I, I have no qualms with uh, with Brandy Rhodes, but uh, uh, a lot of people has a lot of people do, uh, especially after. <laughs> The comments you made about uh, you know the fact that it should have been it should have been returned when Dusty was still alive because it was his event. Cody uh, tweeted Michael Hayes directly saying that Dusty should be a part of it, and then Michael Hayes, which was just genius, uh, yeah. tweeted him back saying, "Hey, uh, you're right." Uh, Goldust should be Goldie should be on the card. What are you doing that night? You want to team with them? <laughs> you know what I mean. And nothing right. came from Cody, so that was a mic drop, mic drop moment for sure. Good, old Michael Hayes. By the way, anybody listening, if you don't know what the PS Michael Hayes means, pretty sexy, pretty, uh, pretty, sexy. pretty sexy, depending on what uh, depending on what version he uses, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I thought it was great. Great time by by Michael Hayes um, and by Cody. Uh, I, I just kind of sound. I just think it's funny how you had these uh, athletes and, and their wives, their girlfriends, are so vocal, and that can be so much of a detriment mm-hmm. to your career if they don't watch their mouth. Come in, Matt Hardy. So come in, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, just, just be careful with that. Like, like I said, I, I, I know people just work with Brandy uh, Rose. Like, you know, you've had her on the show. She was a sweetheart. I, I, I met her once. She was a sweetheart to me. Uh, people that I know worked with her said nothing but good things. You got to watch. got to watch how you say stuff on social media. Yes. But I thought it was great. It, it, it would be good. And, and, and as I said earlier on my show, given the history of people that don't know, WWE, doesn't mention this. Not gonna say WWE doesn't. You had the Starcade special, which I had, and good old Dusty baby, the best of Starcade, which is one of my favorite TV collections of all time. And Dusty botched some botched some words, but it's Dusty. Um, people don't realize Starcade was the pre WrestleMania to Mania. Yeah. It was the first big wrestling pay per view. Because of Starcade, we have WrestleMania. <laughs> so it's Absolutely. you know just 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 the history lesson. Starcade is in history, and I would have loved it if they would have did it when Dusty was living. But oh, there's yeah. nothing we can do. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that Vince still approved it, be happy with that. Be happy yeah. that he's actually at least given some kind of light. Then that's not his creation. Creation. So uh, I'm just waiting for War Games, brother. I'm going I'm to for. Jack. 
question for tonight. Uh here we go. See this? Um they should they should make it a yearly pay per view replacing the one in November and joint one in the super show. Uh I wouldn't have I wouldn't have it uh, replace uh uh Survivor series. I wouldn't make it a December pay per view. I wouldn't. I, would. I think they're so uh, Vince wouldn't do what that. Survivor I mean, series? What what is what, what is Survivor series done? Put Survivor hey. series asleep for two Are you years. are you kidding me? And it, it ain't Survivor been, Series I mean, was the debut of Sting. Come on. Yeah, it was. But how many years ago was it? I mean, three. Sting is goat. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Yeah. What I'm saying is that. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, Survivor Series has been showing out the past few years. They debuted it, Sting, it, Sting, and last year was Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, which was the most uh, shocking match of the entire year. So it's things showing up. It's things showing up. One I get that. Do you remember what happened in between those years? It was the Undertaker versus Kane and the Wyatts, which was one of the crappiest. Yeah, that wasn't very good. <laughs> that wasn't very good. No, no yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, for for one for one year only. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I know Vince isn't going to do it because Survivor Series is his baby. I'm just saying, right. so before exactly. before before goat before the goat. Debuted and before Goldberg and Brock, it was a good amount of years. With Survivor yeah. Series, was like yeah. a Tuesday in Texas. But, but it seems like, but it seems like since it's the Big Four, they're trying harder to to, to work on that. Yeah. And, and I think that I would make a December. I would make the Starcade December preview. They have TLC. You could throw that away. Uh, Starcade. Yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, it was an. Yeah, I mean, it was WCW's December preview. Why not make it WWE's December preview? All right. So here we go. What did Dolph Ziggler put on the line against the Miz at No Mercy 2016? That is the question. Um, uh, or take out Night of Champions. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Night of Champions. Well, it's called Class of Champions now, so uh, so there you go. All right, real quick. Uh, Paige cleared to return. What are your quick thoughts on Paige? I, I, I don't care. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, okay, you show up. I mean, who's really yeah. Mister besides her mom and Del Rio? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not be funny. I mean, look, <laughs> I mean, look, look, look at the women. The women look at the women right now. They do not yeah. need Paige. I forgot Paige was gone <laughs> again for the third time until I saw the article. It was kind of like, I think I don't know if it was you or Bill that put it up. It's like, okay, she shows up. This yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward for Oscar to make her return to Raw. Which, which, by the way, which I love the promo. That's yeah. all that people care about when it comes to women. You know, Charlotte's back. You know, waiting for Bailey to to grow a top lip and for her to be heel. Sasha Banks for her to become relevant. Not relevant. Not that she now, but you know what I mean. For her to get that mojo back and Ajax yeah. to stop trying to kill people in the ring. Yeah. So it's enough stuff all going right. around in the women's division. <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, all right. So, um, career, his career. Good job. I see a correct answer there. Great job. All right. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. 
was the main event? What was the main event of No Mercy 2016? What was the main event of No Mercy 2016? All right, so real quick, um, Jinder Mahal passes Ric Flair. <laughs> I just had to, your comments on that. I think that was actually funny. Yeah, your, I your had comments no idea. Yeah. The, the, the Maharaja. So, so when I... So 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 when I posted the article, uh, it was 118 days. Now it was uh, it was probably a day or two ago. So he's probably at 119 or 120. Um, so yeah, <laughs> very 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 funny stuff. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. All right. So uh, without further ado, let's get um, we we're, we're about to have our special guest, our surprise guest, come on uh, soon here when we get to No Mercy. Before that, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown? Sadly, uh, didn't see good to see uh, the end of Raw. Overall, watching it, um, I thought Raw was decent. Um, I love the Oscar promo. Uh, I love how they're building Braun. Um, I, I love how they're building No Mercy. They had this big, like, No Mercy hasn't felt this much important since the early millennial, like we talked about, you know, the early millennium days. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, No Mercy was just a DLC throwaway pay-per-view, but I'm excited. Um, people are going for Cena's finally getting shared again. As, as everybody's yeah. looking at him against Reigns. And um, uh, they keep pushing Jason Jordan. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad they gave him I'm glad they gave him his due. I know a lot of people was mad earlier about him them not doing the ten bell salute. At first I yeah. kinda wasn't happy with it. But when you know yeah. knowing some people in the business that I was told today they was like the ten bell salutes don't on live T V is hard to do. And yeah, you I know, mean, the fact wasn't. that they kept Yeah, yeah. and, and they, they gave him enough. They, they gave him enough. Uh yeah. but I thought yeah. Rob was okay. Uh SmackDown, yeah. I I advice I'm doing my show on SmackDown. Uh, Jinder Mahal on the mic. I just easily switched to the Orioles game, uh, oh, and terrible. and what is oh, going on with Ziggler? I don't know what's going on with Ziggler. I turn around, he's talking, he's at like Triple H. I'm like, what is AJ Styles? I thought turned around, people were talking in the ring. I didn't even see no one in the ring wrestling. Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, real quick, I think uh, Raw uh, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt was the correct answer. Good job. Here we go. Here's the next one. Who was in the corner of Mark Mark Henry? There's your hint for his shots at the ECW Championship at No Mercy 2008. All right, uh, so real quick, yeah, Raw Raw was uh, kind of weak to me, honestly, uh, especially for a go home show. I think the the face to face was good uh, for Brock Lesnar and uh, and and Orton. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Orton. Uh, uh, for Brock Lesnar and uh, I'm not finished with you, um, Braun Strowman. Uh, I think, uh, man, I think Roman Reigns, I think he stepped up as far as his promo was concerned. John Cena wasn't there. I think it was a really well play on the angle, which was which was really cool. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was a big fan of that. As far as SmackDown was concerned, SmackDown was a bit weak, too, honestly. Um, uh, the Shane McMahon just coming at the uh, beginning. You know, something really interesting that Vince Russo says, um, you know, that I'm really – I'm happy that – I think it's a really good point when he says it. He talks about how things should be kind of drawn throughout the entire show. And just Shane coming at the beginning, if someone was excited about Shane McMahon 
coming back and excited about that angle. They just saw Shane in the beginning. It's like, eh, you know, that's if they missed the beginning, they missed Shane McMahon. So, like, oh, yeah, well. Um, high bros, of course, that's clearly it's going to be a heel turn. And I think it's clearly that uh, it was clear that Charlotte was going to win, too. Dolph Ziggler's uh, things, <laughs> his mockeries are, are, are quite funny. Um, no, I, I cracked up today when he uh, mocked uh, Triple H. I think the Triple H is what made me actually <laughs> laugh the most. Uh, Orton and, and, and Orton and uh, uh, Rusev, they're doing that to death already. Good job, Tony Atlas. All right, we're going to get into No Mercy 2008, and then we're going to bring our special guests in. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to uh, the flavor of the week. Here we go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. What was the stipulation in the Rey Mysterio versus Kane match at No Mercy 2008 uh, that ended up up in disqualification? Uh, that, that match ended up disqualification. Uh, what was your what's your overall on, on uh, 2008? Uh, um, no mercy. As far as the as far as the card is concerned, of course we had the Rey Mysterio and in the uh, Big Show uh, match. Uh, we also we also had on, on that show uh, the Triple H and uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, that that was for the title, the world title. Of course, Jericho and Michaels was awesome. Uh, Big Show uh, knocked out the Undertaker in ten minutes. That was that was crazy that they had Show uh, do that. Um, Batista defeating JBL uh, to become the no- number one contender. Beth Phoenix uh, defeating Candice Michelle to con- uh, retain the WWE Championship, and then Matt Hardy defeating Mark Henry um, for uh, to, to, to to continue the to to maintain the ECW championship. What are your what are your thoughts on that? What, what uh, I get that pay per view. I get a pay per view at A, mainly because that Jericho Michaels Jericho Michaels feud period that year was great. Jericho Michaels match was great. Um, Jeff Hardy and Triple H was really well done. Uh, like you said, show knocking on taking in ten seconds was a good shock. I mean, just because of those three things. Yeah. I get that pay per view. That no mercy was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was an A pay per view for me too. I think the the two main event matches was really good. A couple of notes. Uh, this is actually from the uh, uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter back in two thousand eight. The company appeared to have a fairly fairly new policy against blading. Um, uh, it was for the mask. That's correct. Great job. Great job. Raise mask. Um, undercard was solid. Um. It was it was reported to be one of the best pay per view crowds of the year. It was many adults, not a lot of children. Um, crime time still in JBL's limo. That was really interesting. Uh, Michaels was uh, said to be hurt really bad after the match, um, and uh, Jericho had half of a tooth knocked out of his mouth and his lip busted badly. So doing that same teeter totter <laughs> spot as uh, Joey Mercury. Kozlov showed up and went nose to nose with Triple H, uh, teasing him uh, as the next contender, and that was just uh, yeah, that was yeah. Really, really yeah. All right, let's get into 2016. So, without further ado, let's bring in our guest. 
our our other per or our other guest for tonight, our special guest for tonight. This person was on the 2016 version of No Mercy. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Spirit Squad member Kenny Kendone. How are you tonight, sir? Good to have you back Welcome, on the brother. show. Welcome. What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good, yes, absolutely, man. So, uh, Ken Dome, let the people know uh, what's up with you nowadays. Uh, hey, man, we're still doing our thing. So, you know, this squad's out and about. Uh, yeah. We'll be hitting up Germany soon, uh, Oklahoma, Canada. We're all over the place. So, keep okay. an eye out because you never know where we'll be. <laughs> the green and white attack, uh. man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so you were uh, on the, the the No Mercy No Mercy pay per view card. It was uh, it was the career of Dolph Ziggler um, uh, against the Miz uh, for the Intercontinental Title. One of the most uh, it was really really good match overall. Uh, just let the listeners know just uh, how was it backstage? I mean, what was the what was the preparation? What was the you know just just everything stemming from just who called you who 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 came up with the idea of you guys you and Mikey uh, coming in and doing the run in uh, just uh, just just let us know just the, the, the just the backstage thought between that uh, uh, behind that yeah definitely I mean wrestling so such an unpredictable thing like sometimes we think one thing and you know something totally different happens we actually got the phone call. I think it was two weeks before the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and, you know, they called and just said, Hey, can you make it there? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they brought us out there and we did the first bit, uh, the week before no mercy. And then, you know, we did it and they said, you know, you're only here for one week. And we said, whatever, that's fine. Like just put us out there and watch us. We're, we'll do us. Mm-hmm. And then we came back and Vince McMahon came up to us and he said, Hey, I'll see you at the pay-per-view. And we said, all right, sounds good. So right then and there, that's when the change was made for the pay-per-view at No Mercy. Wow. And then backstage at No Mercy, you know, it's one of those things where pay-per-views, and I think uh, I think when you have the right people in the right places, you can create some magic. Mm-hmm. Granted, we are probably maybe 1%, 2% the magic of what that match was between Ziggler and The Miz, but that match was one of those magical matches that, you know, come along maybe once. You know, there's not too many matches in a year that are going to be that great. But, you know, we all contributed different things. And, you know, we've worked with Nick many times. So I think we're aware of a lot of his strengths. And, you know, there are different things that, you know, I think for Ziggler, I think he's so well-groomed that he forgets some of the great things that he can do. And Mondo and myself, you know, sometimes we will throw things out there like, you know, you do this really well, or can you still do this? And, you know, some of that stuff you see during the match, but... Also, I think, too, I think it was great. There was one of the things that uh, people were complaining that it wasn't the main event. And I think that actually helped the fact that make the match even more magical that it wasn't the main event because it made people talk about it even more. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that got a lot of flack, uh, especially the ending. It was a very feel-good ending. Uh, the main event wasn't uh, wasn't acclaimed very highly between Orton and Wyatt. I think, uh, you know, that was, but it, it does, you know, you do bring a good point that the expectation was a little lower because it wasn't a main event. And it not, not only did it exceed the, not only did it meet the expectation, but it far exceeded the expectation. So it's very interesting. And, 
you know, it's funny because I remember that when you were on my show before, you were talking about how, you know, you, you still have that desire to, you know, make it back to WWE in some capacity, you know, because we, we were having that discussion. It's very interesting. You're, you're so right as far as just how professional wrestling can just, there's so many dynamics and it's just, you know, it's, it's so unpredictable so many times. And uh, yeah, know, it's funny. Yeah, it was within weeks, I think, uh, that uh, you got that phone call and went back to the WWE. So that was very interesting. Yeah, we got the phone call literally about 10 days before the pay-per-view. So I yeah. think, is the pay-per-view this Sunday? Yeah, it's this Sunday, yeah. yep. All right, see, so somebody could have been there that we don't even know about tonight that's <laughs> going to be there on the pay-per-view. Yeah. That's that's a good point. That's That's a very good point. So y'all stayed a little longer. Um, it seemed like it was just like a, a one-time deal, and then you know, especially for No Mercy to run in. Um, but you know, it was one of those things. Uh, we got a, we actually got a question for you. Out of Raw and SmackDown, uh, who do you feel has the better tag team division? That's a question on Facebook Live for you. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think it's, it's tough because I mean, SmackDown, you got who the Usos and the New Day. I yep. think those two teams alone can really hold any tag team division up. I mean, yep. those two teams are just putting on some phenomenal stuff, and they, they work so well together. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I would think those two teams – I would probably have to go with SmackDown. Yeah, but I agree with you. Yeah, you never I, know. I Either side can hold their own. But going Indeed. back to, uh, you know, like the No Mercy thing, WWE, they did call us, and it was just like – all we had was a weekly handshake deal. That's what we were working on every single week. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it just seems like through the, because of the run-in, that they were still, you guys were still a really big part of the angle. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked. Uh, you and Mike there. <laughs> and then and then you kind of branched off away from the angle and still was, was doing some tag team stuff alone. Uh, kind of uh, further away from the angle as it was fading out. So that was still a handshake deal? Yep, absolutely. Every single week. You know what the crazy thing is? Is like It felt good to be back, but we never – I personally, I never fully got to enjoy it because you didn't know when it was going to end. Yeah. And you had to go home. Yeah. You would fly home Wednesday not knowing what the future held, and then Thursday you would get an email saying, oh, you're needed – at next week's TV taping, and that's how it mm. went for about eight, nine, ten weeks. Wow! Yeah, it was. It, it seemed like it seemed like that. It was one of those feelings, like, you know, hey, don't don't take everything out the suitcase yet. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that's how it <laughs> yeah. felt. You know what I mean? When, when when I saw you and Mike Russell, it was good to see you back, especially since I had you on the show, you know, recently before that, and we had this discussion, but it was still one of those things like. Mm, I can see what they're doing with them. You know, don't don't take everything out the suitcase yet. But at the same time, it revived the Spirit Squad and it got you guys uh, quite a few bookings up to that, right? Still, still to this day. Oh yeah, still to this day. I mean, we're booked all the way up until January, uh, February 2018. So nice. We're still oh, going. featured on. You, take you, it, you, you were featured on. Uh, you were featured on House of Hardcore too, right? Yep. Yeah, we'll be on the next three shows as yeah. well. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome, man. So it played out well. <laughs> it, played, it played out well. Yeah, like we're just yeah. doing our thing. I mean, we ain't, we lost our normal jobs, but whatever. It's all good. You got to chase your dream, right? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, absolutely. You have, you guys have bookings, you know, and you know until for the rest of the year. Uh, so that's yeah. that's that's fantastic, man. You got any? Hey, you, you got know, anything coming up this weekend? Too, is, uh... you, you, well, I was going to have you plug what you have coming up this this weekend or next weekend, but uh, yeah, you can go ahead and finish your thought for sure. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it's funny about uh, the normal job thing is, you know, I had a week to prepare. Okay, I'm going back to WWE. Okay, so I just took three days off of work, and then like every week it was taking three days off of work. Until finally you get called into the office in Boston, and they're like, if you miss any more days, we're going to have to fire you. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, I totally understand. And then five minutes later, I get an email from WWE, and I had to look at you know the CEO of the company and be like, well, you're going to have to fire me now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, like, like all I said, it all, it. yeah, it, it played out well. I mean, and just the uh, House of Hardcore is one of the best uh, independent promotions going on right now. Um, Tommy Dreamer is doing some fantastic work uh, with that promotion, bringing in some some really hot stars uh, throughout the uh, num- num- you know num- numerous um, times that he's had you know shows. So I think you know you guys being you know featured you know in the House of Hardcore is, is a big deal. And uh, you know just real quick before before we close here. Were you ever contacted by Impact Wrestling or ROH? Uh, yeah, ROH we were because we ended up working the Young Bucks on ROH TV. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Wow. Yeah. So you, so you did have an ROH appearance. Yeah. Um, yeah how come and that I've ever... always kept in contact with uh, Bob Ryder, but still, mm-hmm. you never know. Who knows? I mean, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. It is what True. it is. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, so the so ROH was a one-time deal. Um, was it? I mean, is there any type of discussion of you guys possibly coming back? Uh, I mean, we kept we keep a, we maintain a relationship with them and uh, yeah. over there at ROH, but you never know. It's just one of those things where you, you know I feel like some people are afraid of the gimmick. It's like. Oh no! Like you can be anything you want in wrestling, but not a male cheerleader because we're not sure what to do with that. Like, <laughs> which makes it kind of funny. But watch how the hardcore Dreamer knows what he's doing with the squad. So okay. it's, it's everybody else's loss of uh, loss of creativity is going to be made yeah. up in House of Hardcore. Watch. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, my my suggestion would be to uh, be uh, to, to accompany and start a, a stable with the Velveteen Velveteen Dream in NXT. How about that? That would be uh, very awkward and um, and funny uh, at the same time. You guys cheering the Velveteen Dream as he comes down the ramp, uh, very theatrical, Prince like. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I don't even know who Velveteen Dream is, but I'll tell you what: they put us with anybody, they're going to get better. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Velveteen Dream is. Uh, I don't know if you did. You watch uh, Tough Enough, the 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 previous Tough Enough that um, I think his name's Josh, big tall guy one, the the one that the Miz hosted. No, last time I watched Tough Enough, I think Matt Capitelli won. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, that's. Wow. Well, oh yeah. That's. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Our prayers are with Matt, by the way. Him and I, uh, uh, most chat, definitely. And, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we wishing wishing him the best as far as his recovery from surgery. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one recently. I think it was last year, probably two years back. 
Uh, this big guy, big tall guy won, and this other guy named Patrick, he was a part of it, a black guy, young black guy who had some indie work. And uh, now they, uh, they're they running with him. He's uh, this very exotic, he's like a black gold yeah. dust. Yeah, so yeah, okay. no Patrick. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to check yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very, very interesting. I like, I like the idea. I love it. There, there were ideas of uh, originally Billy, or not Billy, Road Dog there. Wow, totally mm-hmm. got him mixed up. Road Dog, because he's the writer back there, of like keeping us with the Miz and like changing our gimmick and all this stuff. And then like eventually they didn't do it. But now I guess you got, they ended up doing it anyways with, uh, shoot, what's his name? Curtis Axel and who's he with? Bo Dallas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, the Miz uh, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like because we were coming up with different names of like stuff like this. So, so this was something that was thought about even way back when, not way back when, mm. but about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ended up working, and they end up doing it. That's funny because I've had other people on the show saying, "Hey, I came up with that idea. We were talking about the idea." And then it, the idea came without me. So, yeah, this, it's really interesting. Oh, in yeah. Wrestling. I mean, that happens all the time, but that's the wrestling business. You know, that's right. how it goes. Yep, very true. All right, so, uh, man, appreciate you being back on the show, Ken. Of course, let everyone know what the squad is doing uh, in upcoming dates and where to find you on social media. Definitely. The end of the month will be in Baltimore, and then the uh, October 4th, 5th, and 6th will be at WXW in Germany. A uh, week after that will be WrestlePro in New Jersey. A week after that will be in Oklahoma. And then the end of the month in October will be up in Canuck Pro, up in Canada. But uh, wow. Squad World Order, baby, you got to watch out for us. <laughs> Definitely keep an eye out on House of Hardcore because the SWO is coming full effect straight to House of Hardcore, Squad nice. World Order. But catch me out on social media at Kendone, K-E-N-N-D-O-A-N-E. Most of my stuff on there is uh, promoting our wrestling shows and my fitness. I'm a fitness mm-hmm. enthusiast, so you never know. I just pop up live on the screen and I start doing stuff. Earlier today, we are doing 100-pound curls. And guess what? 4 a.m. this morning, in about four hours, I'm going to be at the gym live as well. Wow. Man, the the guy is a machine, ladies and gentlemen. He is Ken Doan. He is Kenny. He's from the Spirit Squad. Man, back and and added within the wrestling world, and it's so good to see that uh, that you guys are, are are chasing those dreams again, man. Never stop. Never stop. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Ken. Appreciate you coming back on the show. All right, guys. No worries. Be good. Take All care. Right. Four a.m. Man, Thank if you. you're up. Check them, uh, check them with the curls and the and the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have a, have a good night, man. <laughs> bye bye. Ken Doan, Ken Doan. Yeah, so 2016, man. Uh, what you give? What would you give uh, that pay per view overall? Of course, we had uh, why. Of course, we talked about it. Naomi defeating Alexa Bliss, Wyatt Orton, Ziggler, Maurice, uh, Ziggler uh, defeating uh, the Miz. Uh, Slater and Rhino defeating the Usos, uh, and then uh, Nikki Bella defeating Carmella. Of course, AJ Styles defeating uh, Ambrose and Cena the same title. I uh, give about a V minus. Uh, AJ Styles match was good. Uh, Love the Miz. Uh, Miz storyline was excellent for a squad. 
I've said Daddy, not just because Kenny uh, Ken, Ken was just on the show, but those are the only two highlights. Cause don't, don't, please don't get me started on Orton and Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Um, C plus for me. Um, got a bunch of comments here. Uh, Swagger uh, joined us. Uh, Swagger and Ken Doan joined us. Uh, SWO needs to come to Florida. Some ECW uh, thoughts. Uh, thoughts on a PG? No, it, it'll be on, it, it'll be PG. There's some rumors talking about it won't, but uh, yeah, that's stay there. All right, uh, real quick uh, observer notes. Um, the of course the AJ Styles came came on because of the presidential debates. Um, Harper had originally been earmarked for the Raw brand. They've been backstage for Raw, competing on Raw events. However, um, Eric Rowan was injured. Had the rotator cuff surgery, uh, was out for six months, and so Harper um, was switched over to SmackDown brand because of that. Uh, and then the, um, as Ken was talking about, uh, the feeling was uh, uh, th- that the main event, the Ziggler and the uh, Miz title versus career, uh, should have been last. That was a, a big feeling for for many for many people. Um, Ken brought up a pretty good point uh, as far as just this. The expectation was a little lower, and it, it delivered. It was a fantastic match. I just, you know, just wide and Orton was just uh, it was just a terrible match. All right, so we have uh, so so we have some some no mercy predictions. No, we let's do this. Uh, without further ado, let's get into some predictions. We have. Let's go with the Miz. So speaking of the Miz, Miz versus Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. I got the Miz. Jason Jordan is a winner. Now the Miz was uh, kind of selling, you know, Jason Jordan, kind of beat him up. So usually with the that WWE philosophy. Yeah, so. I think Jordan will win, but I don't think he won the title. I think maybe like by DQ or something like that. I think Miz Raj uh, doesn't interference. Bliss versus Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus Bailey, who was just a throw in. Uh, her injury uh, wasn't as bad as, as expected. She came back at San Jose Day, but I mean, the WWE is clearly just. I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't understand how, Storm how you had you had a you had a foolproof gimmick from NXT. She was one of the hottest things that has ever came from NXT, and you totally just sabotage her within the last couple of years. And just it is so sad. How WWE has just totally sabotaged Bailey. It's so it's just so sad. I, it didn't seem like there was a possibility. It didn't seem like there was a way to make Bailey the way she is now. And she just comes out during, I mean, the, the Nia Jax match. Just a simple, you know. Yeah. And she's getting overcrowded by Banks and Bliss, and she's helping them. And I tell you what, man. Here's what this would have been the perfect thing. This would have been really the perfect thing. 
I think they they can kind of they can kind of repair it at no mercy. I don't think she's gonna win. I think Sasha's gonna win. Um, but this is this is what they can do. So <laughs> so <laughs> Bailey came to San Jose. Terrible return. Just it wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't hype the return. I like surprise returns without a lot of hype to it. But at the same time, she was just like in the middle of the show, just at the odd, at the odd time. Right. It was terrible. Just random DLC. Just very notable content. Yeah. So this is what you do. You have Sasha Banks win, celebrating the title, and Bailey hugs Sasha Banks. They hug, they embrace. Bailey tries to let go of the hug. Uh, Sasha Banks tries to let go of the hug. Bailey holds on to the hug. Sasha Banks looks at her like, okay, I'm done hugging now. Bailey shakes her head no. Bailey the belly suplex. Boom! Bailey turns heel. And Raw would be exciting the next night because it leaves a cliffhanger for the people to see Bailey as a heel. There you go. Bailey Sasha at Survivor Series. Yeah. I agree. I would have done the same way. Start having a smile when they said the Mr. Yuck signs and frown. Do her gimmick the opposite of everything. Yeah. Long hair, no ponytail. Yep. The Yuck, the sad faces, no hugs. Out even, but, if, even, uh, if, this, uh, even if you try to, like, have the Bailey Bailey buddies, like, I would just have, like, some type of sharp object and just, like, cut them. Sharp like, object. Right, just cut them. Right, exactly. Time. Just have them frown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick. Neville versus Enzo Mora for the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, gosh. Hopefully, Duck and McLeod, the Highland, and Neville wins because Enzo just... Uh, yeah, he doesn't like do anything trying, for me. Seems like they're going to have him win, though. Reluctantly, say Enzo. Ballard, Ballard versus Wyatt. Man to man, terrible. Man to man. Everything about this is terrible. What you got? Testosterone's going to win. It's man to man. Yeah. Uh, you got? I got Wyatt to win. But uh, I got Ballard. Uh, tag team match: Rollins and Ambrose against Cesaro and Sheamus. Robins and Ambrose keep keep the faces going with the title. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Cena versus Reigns. Who you got? Uh, sadly, uh, Roman Reigns is going to win, so Cena can take time off to do the Transformers movie. <laughs> oh, Reigns wins hands down for sure. Brock Lesnar versus Braun. I'm not finished with you, Strowman. Who do you have? That has to be on the show. I'm not finished with you. Uh, Braun Strowman winning by DQ. I got this match just ending in a DQ double count out KO. You cannot have Brock pin Braun Strowman. You cannot have Strowman and Brock. Both of them have to go out looking like monsters. You just have so like a is, double count out. Yeah, I think that they're going to do a double count out. And, and and if it doesn't and if it doesn't main event, I think they're really going to do it. I think it's going to be like a double count out. Uh, if they do Cena versus Reigns, the main event, 
they'll have that to be a double count out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show, man. We had Jack Swagger and Ken Doan on the same show. What a show. 286 will go in the record books. Very, very awesome show. Two and one, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Under the Mat Radio, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Out, of course, ladies and gentlemen, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. This is episode 286. Thank you so much for all of the action, for all the tweets that I didn't uh, uh, I didn't address. Uh, we had one about uh, Jack Swagger teaming up on uh, Lucha Underground, but we kind of addressed that. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Evan Proud, this is Chris Featherstone. We are signing off. God bless you all. Have a great week. Enjoy your week of wrestling. And have a good... God bless. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, WrestleZone.com. Thanks to everyone. And this is 286. On behalf of Evan Proud, this is Chris Fillers. Have a good night, man. Good night.